Prayer and fasting, the two go hand in hand. Amen. We're uh, starting that phase of, of prayer and fasting, the 21-day fast that we're having going on worldwide. Many denominations, many are getting involved in this. And I thank God for that. It's no more mine and we're doing it. No, we're doing what God's leading us to do. I believe God's calling his people to do that. I thank God that he's poured it out to us, that he's put that desire in our heart to seek him. And um, what a privilege it is. What a privilege it is to serve the Lord, to be able to talk to him at any time about anything. And um, I think sometimes we might take it for granted. We, get, we can get into a rut, can't we? We got to keep ourselves renewed daily. We got to keep ourselves sharpened up. Iron sharpens iron. Sometimes, you know, sweetie's got to smack me upside the head and say, hey, man, get back on track. You've messed up. She don't do that. I just use her for that. But we have such a privilege to call on God tonight. And I, I just wanted to cover a few scriptures and talk about prayer. You can't hear it enough, and if you can't quote it, then you don't. You need to hear it more. We've got to continually keep God's word coming in. I say, there's enough stuff out there to come inside of us anyway, out of this world. In Luke 18 and 1, he spake a prayer. And I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures tonight, but, uh, well, not a bunch, but we're going to bounce around some, but it won't be just a few minutes. He spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray. And not to faint. Now, always be in prayer. And don't faint. Sometimes it's easy to get ourselves in a place that uh, we got prayer requests that have been put in for lost loved ones. It's been going on probably a year now or better, some of them. But we don't grow weary in this. Those souls that are lost, they're too important. And we continue to call out to God on their behalf. They're not doing it if they're not believers, they're not following God, they're not calling on God. In some form they may call on the Lord, but maybe they're not asking for salvation. I've heard people I used to work with say, well, I hope the Lord does this, and they weren't Christians. They knew enough to do that. But there was no other signs in them. There was nothing else. I, and only God can say where, the, where their heart is, but you, you know what I'm talking about. At a time of death or at a time of a job loss or at a time of, of sickness or an illness that's coming in, and we just had a friend of ours, uh, his wife, they're, they're, I used to work with him in northern Virginia, and um, calling for prayer for his wife. She had brain cancer. She had surgery Christmas Day, wasn't it? Christmas Eve. Erica. And um, I don't know, Matt is 15 years younger than me, I think, something like that. Got two small kids. And they just found it. And he was calling for people to pray. And um, when I first started working with him, he had a lot of questions. And some of those slow nights, we would sit and have some good conversations. And uh, I, all I say is the Lord is working because she came through the surgery fine. 
but you can see God's hand all over that. That soul, those two little kids, oh, they mean so much. They're so precious to God. And if it means mama has to go to the hospital, mama has to go through this, if, that's the, if that is the plow that needs to be put in, he'll do it, it'll be right. And we give him praise for it. We pray for them. Pray for their spiritual healing. Pray for their physical healing. But we don't faint. We don't give up. I think Christians fail more in their prayer life than in any other area of our Christian walk. Could I get an amen on that one? I'm guilty of it. I'll be the first one to raise my hand. You can join me. But here's the thing. When we fall short in this area, there's another area that's affected of it because of our lack of prayer. You see what I'm talking about? When we fail in our prayer life of praying, there's going to be a failure somewhere else that is related to the lack or the, 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 the shortfall of our prayer life. It's so important and it's so simple. And tonight we have the opportunity to pray for these needs. We had, I don't know, probably 30 or 40 requests, a good stack of them. And I thank God for that because somebody took the time to write it down that we can pray. Sound like a broken record every week, but I thank God for it. And I'm going to give him praise for it, that we're allowed to pray for these needs. So that's a, that's a statement I made, and, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'm not right on that, but there's just so much going on. There's so many Christians that are walking around defeated. And it's just a lack of prayer. It's a part of something's going on, something's wrong in the prayer life. And, it, and it's easy to get into it. It's easy to get you back against the wall or some bad things happen, and the next thing you know, your spirit is weak. Am I right? Anybody else know what I'm I'm just talking to myself up here. This is real stuff, right? And, and ask the question, why should we pray? I'm going to go out on a limb here, and you can disagree with me if you want. Because God told us to. If we ain't praying, would that not be sin if God told us to do it? Yeah, I think so. And you might not. That's, that's how I see it. If I'm not praying, then it could be that I'm slipping into a place of sin simply by not obeying his word because he told me up here, I just read it, that we ought to pray always and not faint. Always be in prayer. Philippians 4 and 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. These two scriptures alone is telling us that we are to be in a virtual time of prayer. Virtual meaning continual time of prayer. We're always to be in prayer. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, he tells us to pray without ceasing. These are commands from God. Not a side note that says, here's a suggestion. He's letting us know we need to be doing it. And if we don't do that, we get ourselves in some bad places. We don't get to see the hand of God working. We don't get to have the testimonies of what God has done in this congregation or in somebody in this community that we got to pray for. We don't have that testimony. Why? Because we didn't pray. And so we pray without ceasing. 24 hours a day. Now think about this for just one little bitty second. How can I pray 24 hours a day? This came to me whenever I was watching Sweetie with Pete this week. 
Mama's been with sis through the whole thing, and when she lays down, they've been together. It reminded me of when she was a little bitty baby. You know, this big. Peggy actually fed in my hand when she was born. She was so little. She was early. But you see, even though, and in, in back, in back when she was real little, you know, when the kids would get sick, she would be reaching and, and trying to help her out. She would be caring for her. And, and I believe this might be a part of the praying in the spirit thing too. Think about this. She would get so tired, not this week. I mean, they've they made it better. She's bigger so she can, you know, she can do things, some things for herself. But when she was little, when Ryan was little, when the baby got sick, Mama was with them. If they got hurt, Mama was with them. And she took care of business. She took care of them what needed to be done. And if that went on for days and days and days, you know what I'm talking about. You guys just came off of this, this season. So this is going to be real for you. And we dads, we're different. We're wired different. That's how God made us. And we're not wrong, we're right. And so are they. God's always right, ain't he? He made us different. He did it for a reason. That's another time. That's an... But she'd get so tired that the house could blow up and she wouldn't know it. Anything could be going on when Megan would go to sleep or when Ryan would go to sleep when as a baby. She'd be like, okay, now it's time. I'm going to get some rest. And I don't hear well, so I could, you know, I'd be in the living room maybe doing something or have a ball game on or something like that, and I'd be up, and it wouldn't phase her. A truck could run over the house, and she wouldn't know it. But when that baby would roll over and whimper, she's up. Do you see what I'm talking about here? Let me let me try to break it down a little better. That is what you call would be like praying always. Her mind was there. Even though she was doing something else. Even though she was sleeping. And Brother Gene, you could probably test this and Charlie too. Brother Bays, you got a message you preaching Sunday morning, Saturday night. It's not for me, not good sleep. I'll constantly be waking up and an idea will be coming in or something else will be coming in. And it's like your mind is on that. You're sleeping, snoring away, keeping her awake, but yet my mind is on that. And you see what I'm talking That's how we can be in virtual prayer. You know, when we're talking to God so much and, and we might walk around and seem like we're talking to ourselves. And, but we're talking to God. And then when we have that same kind of, of, of action going on, it carries over. It becomes a part of our habit. It becomes a part of who we are. So therefore, we can be praying without ceasing, and we can be on the job. I'll give you another example for if you don't understand what I'm talking about. You know, buying a house or, or an illness comes into the family, a bad illness. You know how that can consume your mind. You're still functioning. You're still mowing the yard. You're still on the job, hopefully doing and not making mistakes to get yourself in trouble, but you're still getting it done, but yet that's, that's on your mind. For a second, you sit down and get a break. Your mind doesn't relax. It goes to that. That's the same thing that I'm talking about here, that we have this perpetual time of talking with the Lord. In James 4 and 2, you have not because you ask not. 
There's a lot of things that we don't have simply because we don't ask. Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Every need that we have, God shall. It says here in, in my Bible, it says shall supply. And many of us are not having our needs met because, or many people are not having their needs met because they're not praying. It goes on to tell us we can pray amiss over James. We can pray for the wrong thing. Because we need to be always in prayer. John 16 and 24, Hitherto ye ask nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy shall be full. You ever seen them Christians that are, can't make them laugh for nothing? Ain't happy about nothing? But they don't have joy. I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness and joy are two different things, and we get that mixed up. Happiness is about things that happen that makes us happy or makes us sad. Get a bonus on the job, hey, I'm happy. Went deer hunting, killed a deer, I'm happy, but it doesn't last. Something can come and take that away. Something can come and rob that. Or something goes down and I'm not happy now because this is against us. It's hurting us or whatever, hurting my family. I'm not happy. That has nothing to do with my joy in the Lord. That has something to do with me responding to circumstances that are happening around me. My hap. You ever you said her hap. That was in the Ruth, wasn't it? Her hap had come in. I remember seeing that word, hap. What's where happening is? It's something is happening. And so these are the things that will take us, our happiness goes up and down, but our joy comes from the Lord. And he said here, what I just read that you received, that your joy may be full. Our joy is full in the Lord. Okay, you got cancer, you're dying, but I'm still, I got a joy with the Lord because you know what? If I win, I win. It's a, as Brother Emmett said, it's a win-win either way. If he heals me and I stick around and I'm able to do his work, woo-hoo. If he don't heal me and I check out next week, woo-hoo. Because my life now belongs to him. You understand what I'm talking about? And so that joy comes in. Nothing can come in out of this world that will rob us of our joy. Except when we don't have the right relationship with the Father. You notice I said Christians who don't have joy. You ever seen them? We see people in the world, they don't have joy. They got happiness, they're up and down. But there's something that we got to have, and I'm telling you this, so if it if applies, you fix it. You, you apply it. You ask the Lord to help you with it. That's the time of our fasting that we see that we're able to identify it, and then we're able to pull it out. And we're able to, to, to call upon the Lord and let him work in us and to show us the way we're going. So show me a Christian that doesn't have joy, and I'll show you a Christian that has a problem in their prayer life. If you look in the mirror and you see that Christian, you just got your answer. Nobody's casting stones. We'll pray with you. We don't beat nobody up while they're down. We get down with you until we get up. Hey, amen? That's what we do, right, church? As Christians, that's what we do. We meet you down there. We help pick you up. Let the Lord lead us and let him work in us and to show us. And then he said, if you ask in my name. You know, praying in Jesus' name, we do that a lot, don't we? We finish off praying in Jesus' name. And sometimes it can be something that we just tack on to the end of the prayer because we've heard it uh, eight million times. 
but there's a meaning there. In Jesus' name means there's authority. So when we're praying tonight for somebody who is having a difficulty in their marriage, somebody who has sickness, somebody who, who is needing salvation, somebody who's needing to be restored, then when we go to the throne room of God, we go humbly, but we can go with authority because Jesus' name is that authority. It's just like whenever, you know, if I was to go uh, when I used to work at, and, uh, at, uh, in the sheriff's office. Now, you could find somebody doing wrong and you could fill out an affidavit, but they didn't get locked up. They didn't make it to court until somebody, a magistrate or a judge, signed off on it. They, their name gave the authority. Do you see what I'm talking about? So when we pray in Jesus' name, it's not just something we tack on the end. No, this is what we have to know in our hearts. This is authority. And if we're praying by the Spirit and the Spirit is leading us, then we're going to pray how he wants us to pray. I wonder, and I'm just going to throw this question out because I don't have the answer for it. Have we ever prayed for somebody and been out of God's will and, the, and we're praying for their physical healing? I wonder. I'll ask that question and I'm searching for that answer. If Paul and Peter both raised somebody from the dead led by the Lord, you'd think everybody in town would have been asking them, hey, my, my dad just died. Would you come over and raise him from the dead? At some point, I'd probably had to say, no, that's not God's will. How did they know to do it on the day that they did it? Why? Because they, was in, they were always in constant communion with the Father. And when he prompted them to do it, they did it. Did I raise a big question here and throw a big curve? So we pray that God's will be done. You see, you see when we pray, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance that we bug him to death until he does what we want. Prayer is getting into the place of receiving God's will. Amen. That's what fasting is going to be about this month. We want to be in God's will. I want it in my life. I want it in my family. I want it in our church. And I want it throughout the world. Can you imagine this big old army that belongs to Jesus when they all get to where Jesus is the center of it and they take their marching orders from him Boy, what a powerhouse that is. Not based on circumstances that are around us, not based on economies. You understand what I'm saying? Blessings and big money and all this, these kinds of things, these economies, that doesn't always necessitate the blessings from God. Am I right? But when people who are hurting are receiving from the Lord answers, now, that's big. That's priceless. You can't put money on that. So let's make sure we stay focused on the right things and stay focused on the Spirit of God. So we're getting ready to pray. Charlie, you want me to go ahead and just lead into this? So you have your requests. I wonder if we can do what we did a couple of weeks ago. The men get in a group and the ladies get in a group. Share your request with someone. Share with one another a need maybe that you have, an unspoken. And as a group, pray. <laughs>